Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's Word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grind It Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Thank you for joining me today as we start Luke chapter 19. And if, if you recall, we're getting toward the end of Luke, and Luke, or Jesus rather, is, is traveling with his disciples to Jerusalem because he, he's known his mission from the very beginning. That's why he told his mom and, his, and, his, uh, and Joseph, his uh, earthly dad, that he must be about his father's business when he was 12 years old because he knew... Uh, that his his father's business was for him to die for the sins of man so that we could be reconciled with God. And so Jesus, his earthly mission is, is about to come to an end for in the book of Luke. And so he's traveling to Jerusalem with his disciples to be uh, the sacrifice. He's going to die on the cross for the sins of man. And as he is on his way to Jerusalem, and knowing that his time is short, I mean, he's like got a week, two weeks left tops during this period of time in Luke. And, and so he is teaching his disciples every with every opportunity that he gets. Uh, to He's instilling himself in, in, in the, the, the mind of God, the ways of God, and, and how they should live and how they should be and the examples they should set for the, the people because... They, even though he has told them that he he is going to die, be betrayed and die, and he's going to tell them again, they they just don't get it. They don't understand what's really going on, and and so he knows, and so he is he is just trying to teach them to be like him, and so he's taking these opportunities opportunities, especially when there's some Pharisees involved, and he says, hey, don't don't be like these guys. You can listen to what they're teaching because they're teaching God's law. They're teaching correctly. But 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 they're not living what they what they preach, and so don't be like them. You you be like me. You follow me. You you follow my example. And in in the end of Luke chapter eighteen, uh, and if you haven't had a chance to listen to those podcasts, uh, by all means go back and listen to those. And I, I would appreciate it, and I would really appreciate it if you shared uh, those podcasts with your friends and family and your coworkers, just people that you know, because it gives them the opportunity to hear about Jesus. But at the end of Luke chapter 18, they're coming into Jericho, and there was a blind man that just kept yelling for Jesus. And and so he got Jesus' attention, and and Jesus heals the blind man. And so, uh, and, and that's in Jericho. So a crowd has gathered a, a, around Jesus as he's traveling through Jericho. And and after this encounter with the blind man, he, he, he makes his way through town and no doubt wherever Jesus went there's always a crowd so I'm sure this crowd that had gathered when Jesus was healing the blind man was probably the same crowd that follows him along when we're introduced to this man named Zacchaeus now uh, Zacchaeus if you if if you've been in church at all in your life you've probably heard the story of Zacchaeus. We've sang the songs about Zacchaeus in, in, in uh, uh, what we what we call vacation Bible school as a kid, and you know the story goes that Zacchaeus is is a wee little man, a, a short man, and uh, that's the way Luke is going to introduce his readers to Zacchaeus, and he, he describes him as a tax collector. And we just 
we just uh, recently studied about how the the Pharisees they well the people in general just the Jewish people in general or they just they hate tax collectors and they were called by Luke the notorious sinners or by the Pharisees they're labeled as these tax collectors are labeled as notorious sinners they were very despised they were hated and so Zacchaeus was a tax collector and he was a, a very hated man he had become rich and, and we'll see that here in just a little bit which it, it kind of tells us since he become rich more than likely at one point in time Zacchaeus was probably a poor Jewish man and he and, and he didn't have a whole lot of stuff but he kind of uh, became an opposition to his own people he became a, a, a tax collector for the Romans and what tax collectors did was that they, they they cheated people for their money they would take what the government wanted but then they would take a little bit extra for themselves and and that's probably how Zacchaeus uh, gained his riches and as Luke says and uh, in, in the other Gospels when they talk about Zacchaeus they talk about him being short now I'm not rich as far as like millions of dollars rich, uh, but you know my bills are paid and, and and that's a great thing. But I am short, and so I can sympathize with uh, Zacchaeus. I'm five foot seven on a good day. I'm five foot eight. When I was in uh, little league baseball, when I was eleven years old, we had the baseball cards made, and on the back of my baseball card, I'm listed at three foot ten at eleven years old. When I was a freshman in high school, I was four foot ten as a freshman in high school. I was playing basketball with guys that were over six feet tall and that could leap over me and slam dunk. It was I mean it was pretty intimidating. And, and at five foot seven, I don't care how, how much I work out and how muscular I am, at five foot seven, I'm not intimidating anybody. Let's just be honest. So I, I, I sympathize with Zacchaeus. I, I can kinda understand where he's coming from when 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 Luke and the other gospels say that he was short. Um, Zacchaeus, he didn't really have much going for him except for his riches that we know of, uh, you know, because the Bible doesn't say just a whole lot about him. Uh, but there's a great lesson that we can learn from Zacchaeus, and that's what we're going to be talking about here in today's podcast. Um, like I said a while ago, he probably gained his his wealth uh, dishonestly by cheating the people, by cheating the system, and and, and robbing. And that's what it, I mean. Just call it what it is. That's what the tax collectors did. They they were basically robbing the people for money that they didn't earn. They the people worked hard for their money, but the tax collectors would come and take extra, and they would put some in their pockets. And so uh, what happened is is like I said when Jesus was coming through Jericho. And he healed that blind guy, and there's a crowd following him. Zacchaeus probably got wind that Jesus was coming through town. I mean, this is a huge event. You can just imagine, like, when a celebrity comes in, into your town, or if they've ever been close by, or if there's a band coming, or, you know, a big band or whatever. Uh, there, there's, and, and now we have all this advertising and, and, and social media and the news and, and, and word of mouth. And so, you know, you hear about these people that are coming to your town, and you get all excited, especially if it's your favorite band and you want to go see them. Well, I'm sure that Zacchaeus had gotten wind of what Jesus has been doing for the past three years. He probably heard about what Jesus did for this blind man, and so he was curious. He he wanted to see Jesus. He 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 
he was curious about what this man who claims to be from God, who is who's called the Son of Man, who is uh, claiming to be the Messiah, he, he, being a, a Jew, he wanted to see Jesus. And, and the Greek, and this is when, when we read the English version of the Bible, which is what we have, and that's what we understand because you know we we're, we read English, and we we've known English our whole lives. But the Bible is written in Koine Greek, and Aramaic, uh, and Hebrew, and and so if you go back to the original writings and and break and, and this is what is so cool, and this is what uh, you should do if if you when you read the Bible, you know you can read stuff in English, but you can totally miss. What's really being said, uh, and if you go back and you study the original language, you can see deeper meanings of, of what is actually being said, and that's that's what's going on here when Luke is describing Zacchaeus and how he is wanting to see Jesus. Uh, there's two Greek words that I want to talk about just for a, a couple of minutes, and that is zeteo and aizo, and I'm probably butchering how. Uh, those words are pronounced, but the word zeteo in the Greek is the word for salt, and because it, and, and, it, Luke says that Zacchaeus sought Jesus, and and this word zeteo in the Greek for salt it means to seek in order to find fruit on a tree. It means to seek in order to find fruit on a tree. Now I, I don't eat fruit. I don't like fruit. I'm a textured guy. Fruit is nasty and slimy to me. In my mouth, so I, I don't like fruit, but I, I can remember uh, when when I was a kid and my my stepdad. We had a pretty decent sized yard. We you know I had a go kart track around it, played baseball, basketball, had skateboard ramps in my yard. It was about a, maybe an acre, three quarters of an acre, an acre, but that's pretty good for inside the city. And it was fenced in and all. But I remember one time my dad had uh, my stepdad had planted some trees, some fruit trees. And I'm like, dude, you're taking up our baseball space here. But I, I remember the the fruit would start to, uh, to grow, to bloom, or blossom on, on these trees, and then the fruit would get bigger and bigger. And and I remember as a kid going up to those trees and grabbing those branches and and and, and inspecting the fruit. And that's exactly what this word zeteo means in the Greek. That when when Luke says that Zacchaeus sought Jesus. It's not that he just wanted to see Jesus. He wanted to literally inspect Jesus. He, he, he wanted to go and, and pick the fruit. Because that's, that's what you do when you're inspecting something, especially the fruit of a tree. You go and, and, and you, you pick one off the tree and, and you hold it in your hands and you, you can see it. And, and you're, you're spinning the peach and, and, and you're looking at, at, at you know what's going on with this peach, and if it's ripe or not, if it's ready to eat, or if there's you know bugs on it, if there's any kind of damage, if there's uh, you know any kind of bug damage or anything like that, you you have to handle it and and look at it, and, and that's what this word zeteo in the Greek means. Zacchaeus he had this desire to get up close to Jesus, close enough that he could touch Jesus. He wanted to inspect Jesus. So that maybe he can ask him some questions, and then the other word in the Greek here is aizo, which means to perceive with the eyes. Now, think about this: 
Zacchaeus, he's, he's a tax collector. And who, who's been hanging out with Jesus an awful lot, really, from the past three years? Tax collectors. So I'm sure, and, and, their, uh, and their little clique of friends of tax collectors, Zacchaeus has probably heard about Jesus and now he has heard that Jesus is coming through Jericho and he's thinking, this is my opportunity to inspect Jesus. I can see Jesus. I can, I can get close to Jesus. I can touch Jesus. I can see for myself if this dude is for real or, or not. And, and so this word zateo or, or aizo, it, it means to perceive with the eyes and, 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 and since Zacchaeus being this tax collector, he's heard about Jesus. He knows Jesus is in town, and so he he he, he wants to inspect him. He, he 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 wants to be able to perceive him with his eyes. He wants to have a conversation with Jesus, if at all possible. But there's a problem for Zacchaeus because he's short, and there is a huge crowd of people, and so he can't see Jesus. Because of this crowd, and and when I got through typing the notes for this podcast, I I, I had a thought, and so I went back and edited my notes, and and, and I put I put this in my notes, and I I want to share this with you. Um, this thought that I had, you know, the the crowd they they could have let Zacchaeus in to see Jesus. We don't know how big the crowd is. I'm, I'm sure it was pretty big because Jesus by now and after three years of healing people and his uh, his name and his fame, if you want to call it fame, has spread throughout the, the region, the land. And, and, and so the crowd was probably very big. But these people, no matter how big the crowd is, they, they could have let Zacchaeus and they could have moved out of the way. He could have said, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, and made his way through the crowd, if you've ever been to any kind of a sporting event, you've you've had to do the same thing. You know, you you know, not fight your way through the crowd, but just make your way through the crowd. But this crowd would not, for for some reason, would not let Zacchaeus to Jesus. And my guess is is because of hatred. They they didn't like him because he is what they would call a despised tax collector. Maybe it's because of greed. It's definitely because of selfishness. But this is the thought I want to share with you. When you decide that you want to get close to Jesus, the enemy will do anything and everything he can to block your path and discourage you. Just like the crowd did for Zacchaeus, they would not let him see Jesus. They would not let him get to Jesus. Not only did he want to see Jesus, he, according to these two words in the Greek, he wanted to get close enough to where he can touch Jesus inspect Jesus and have a conversation with Jesus but this crowd says you're not getting to Jesus today big fella or, or small fella and, and, and so uh, Zacchaeus uh, was going to have to do something different if he wanted to see Jesus but my thought is when when, when we want to get close to Jesus it, I mean just immediately as soon as we make that decision that we want to get close to Jesus and we start drawing because the Bible says that God says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. And the moment we start to do that, the enemy is going to do everything that he can to block us or to discourage us. But for whatever reason, that that crowd was not going to let Zacchaeus get to Jesus. 
Zacchaeus, if he wanted to see Jesus, he's going to have to come up with another plan because he wasn't getting to Jesus through that crowd. And so verse 4 says that he ran ahead and he climbed a sycamore tree uh, that was beside the road for Jesus was going to pass that way. Now, this is another thing. When we're reading the Bible and we're reading the story about Zacchaeus, yes, he's a tax collector. Yes, he's short. Yes, the crowd was in the way and he couldn't see Jesus. And yes, we know from the song and from our childhood, he, he climbed the sycamore tree and Jesus is going to pass that way and he gets to see Jesus and and Jesus is going to end up going to Zacchaeus' house. But when we read this, this story of Zacchaeus, we can just blow right through this. Especially in verse 4, when it talks about him running ahead and climbing that sycamore tree and, and, and realizing that Jesus is going to pass that way and he's going to get to see Jesus. But this verse is so much deeper uh, than Zacchaeus running ahead and, and, and climbing into a sycamore tree. Um, because I've already mentioned, he, he didn't just want to see Jesus. He, he wanted that chance to inspect Jesus, to literally reach out and touch Jesus, maybe to have that conversation with Jesus. And, and, and if you think about it, um, when, when, if you've ever encountered uh, somebody, one of your childhood heroes or somebody that you looked up to uh, or a famous person, did you just want to see that person from afar? Absolutely not. I, I, I remember because uh, I grew up playing baseball, so I, I loved baseball uh, before they had the strike in 94 and I quit watching baseball until the Tennessee Vols got so good. And now I started watching Tennessee Vols, but that's the only baseball I watched. But I, I lived for baseball when I was uh, in T-ball and Little League, and, and and I was really good. I've got some trophies. I've got I made All Stars every year. I've, I've got signed baseballs from my teammates from where, I, where I, my batting average was really good, and I won batting champ on our team. And it, I just loved baseball. I could tell you any statistic about the Atlanta Braves back when Dale Murphy played baseball. Dale Murphy, unfortunately, was was my childhood hero that I that I never have uh, had the opportunity to meet. Um, I did get to see him play several times in Atlanta Fulton County Stadium, but I never have got to meet him. Um, but I have met Bo Jackson, and and I got Bo Jack. I caught a foul ball that he hit when he uh, was in uh, rehab with the uh, Memphis Chicks for an injury, and I I got his foul ball. And after the game, he 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 signed autographs for people, so I got to meet Bo Jackson and talked with him. I've met the whole Cubs baseball team because my cousin loves Ryan Sandberg and, and the Chicago Cubs when we were younger. And my aunt and uncle took us to a game, and, and we stayed in the hotel where the Cubs stayed. I got Harry Carey's autograph on a, on a Cubs pennant. My cousin still has it. Unfortunately, I sold mine because I, I was dumb. I sold mine uh, for a little bit of money when I was a kid, but when I was a kid, it was a lot of money. But I had Andre Dawson, Sean Dunstan, Ryan Sandberg. I had the whole Cubs team's autograph, including Harry Carey. Um, being a, 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 a professional, um, well, I wasn't a professional skateboarder. I, I was a good skateboarder, but I was in West Tennessee, unfortunately. Not, nobody knew who I was in West Tennessee at the time in the 80s. But uh, uh, I, I grew up with the Bones Brigade. And if you know anything about skateboarding, uh, Tony Hawk was a member of the Bones Brigade. And, and Tony Hawk is known as the goat of skateboarding. Um, and I never had the opportunity, never thought I would have the opportunity opportunity to meet Tony Hawk. And I remember uh, uh, Boom Boom, he had the Boom Boom Hook Jam where they traveled around the United States and set up a half pipe and skate. 
And he came to St. Louis, which was about four or five hours uh, from my hometown in West Tennessee. And uh, I carried a load of kids uh, th- that skated uh, to, to watch the Boom Boom Huck Jam. And I told them guys, I said, if, if y'all see him, if he comes out and signs autographs, whatever, uh, text me and let me know, call me, and I will zoom over here so that I can meet Tony Hawk. I've always wanted to meet Tony Hawk. Well, the day goes on, I never hear nothing from him, and it's time to leave, and we we get on the van to drive home, and every one of them had Tony Hawk's autograph, either on their shoe or their shirt or a piece of clothing, and I was like, dude, what's going, what's going on? How did, and then they start rubbing it in my face how they met Tony Hawk, but they did not let me know that Tony Hawk was out there signing autographs, and you talking about he did. Boy, I was, I was so upset. I was so hot. I couldn't believe that they did that to me, especially after I, I carried them to see that event. And they knew how much that I wanted to meet Tony Hawk. I wanted to meet Tony Hawk more than I wanted to meet Dale Murphy. So I missed that opportunity to meet Tony Hawk. But my whole point in telling you this is Zacchaeus has heard that Jesus is coming through town and he knows that that he has done all these great miracles and he knows that he hangs out with tax collectors and so according to these two greek words that i just briefly mentioned he wants to meet jesus he wants to get to know jesus like that like that word says to inspect fruit he he wants to get close enough to jesus where he can inspect him and just to see what jesus is really like for himself and so in, in this verse when it talks about Zacchaeus uh, running ahead and climbing the sycamore tree, it, it, instead of just zooming through that one verse and saying, you know, yeah, he, he ran ahead and he climbed the sycamore tree, it's so much deeper than that. Zacchaeus knew that this was his opportunity, and, and he was not going to let this crowd stand in his way of getting to get to know Jesus because not that he just want to see Jesus he wanted to know Jesus and that, that that's a good thing and I hope that that is our desire each and every one of us is we want to know Jesus well how are we going to know Jesus how are we going to uh you know because we can say well I I, I know so and so uh and just fill in a blank with any of your friends you know your friends uh, you, you, I could say uh, I could say, well, I know Del Murphy, or I could say I know Tony Hawk. The two examples that I that I said I've never gotten to meet before, I can say I know them. Well, I follow them on Instagram, and 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 I I see, you know, I know that Tony Hawk uh, just put out a new documentary. I know that Tony Hawk uh, was injured; he broke his leg doing a 540 on a drop in, and, and and he's walking with a cane, but he's starting to skate again already. But you know what? I I don't really know. Tony Hawk. I've never met him. I never had a conversation with him. I don't know anything about Tony Hawk. But see, when we really know somebody, like my wife, I've been with my wife for 26 years. So I know my wife a whole lot better than I know Tony Hawk. I know her favorite color. I I know all these little small details about my wife because I've, I've been with her on a daily basis for 26 years. So there's a difference in knowing somebody and really knowing somebody. Yeah, Zacchaeus, he probably knows about Jesus, but he doesn't know Jesus, but he wants to get to know 
really know Jesus. That's what those two Greek words are saying. And, and the crowd is not going to let him know Jesus. And that's what the enemy does. When we really want to know Jesus, when we desire to have a relationship with Jesus, the enemy, he comes in and he blocks us and he will not let us get to Jesus or he'll try anything that he can to keep us from Jesus. And so what this verse tells us in verse 4, that Zacchaeus ran ahead and he climbed a sycamore tree, it tells us this, that Zacchaeus didn't give up. He didn't give up. And in fact, <clears throat> he he plans ahead. He, he, he had that desire. He didn't get discouraged. He just figured out a way that he would be able to get to see Jesus and hopefully get to know Jesus. And here's what Zacchaeus does. And you, you don't read this in any of the Gospels, but you, you can see it happening uh, from what the verses say, especially in verse 4. But here's what he did. He notices which way Jesus is going because he's got the crowd following him, right? And so it's easy to see that, okay, he's traveling on this road. This road is going right down through there. And Jesus is, that crowd is following Jesus. So I can, though I can't see Jesus, I know Jesus is in the middle of that crowd. And, and, and they're heading down that way. And, and, and as he follows the road with his eyes, he sees the sycamore tree beside the road. And he thinks, if I can get to that sycamore tree before the crowd and before Jesus, I can climb that tree. And the way the crowd is moving, the way Jesus is going, he's going to pass right underneath that tree. And if I get up in that tree, I'm going to be above the crowd and I will be able to see Jesus. And so this is a great lesson in the story of Zacchaeus. And the lesson is don't let obstacles stand in your way of your goals. Use them for you're good, or the the good. Don't give up. Dig deeper. Plan and act on those plans. I've heard people say before that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. The Bible says, and I said it while I go the uh, in James four eight. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. We take that first step, and we and we're drawing near to God. God is always near to us. God is right there. It, it, all we have to do is is call on his name. Jesus says we're two or three are gathered. I am right there in the midst of you. God is everywhere. He's omnipresent. And all we have to do is reach out to him. He's already called us for salvation. He's calling our name. Just like Jesus called out to Mary, he knew her by her name and she recognized it was Jesus. He's already, He's right here. All we have to do is reach out to him. And that's what Zacchaeus is wanting to do. And so he, he plans he, he, he sees the tree down the road and he runs as fast as he can and he climbs up the sycamore tree and he waits. And, and, and that's the hard part for me is I don't want to wait. I, I want to see Jesus right now. I, I want this to happen right now. I don't want to have to wait. I don't want to have to plan. But that's, that, that's what Zacchaeus does. He plans and he runs and he climbs and, and he waits. And sure enough, his planning and his patience pays off because Jesus passes underneath that tree and 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 can you just imagine it seeing that crowd coming down the road and then the next thing you know there is jesus in the middle of that crowd his persistence and his patience and his planning it all paid off and and, and another thing that i want to point out in this passage or in this verse verse four of luke 19 about zacchaeus is that uh, it, it's all about perception. 
It's all about perception. And when I interviewed uh, my daughter uh, in several podcasts ago about anxiety and depression, and and when she she was going through counseling, and her counselor told her, change your perception. <clears throat> and and there there's a, a a mountain right outside my front door. When when you when you walk out of my house, and you look to the left, you'll see a mountain, and that's all you're gonna see. If that mountain was there wasn't there, you could probably see part of Maryville. Uh But but there's a mountain there. It's a big rock. But if I was to climb up to the top of that mountain, I not only would I be able to see Maryville. I would be able to see Knoxville. I would be be able to see all kinds of cities, and I would see mountains for for as far as my eyes can see. Why? Because I changed my perspective. I was down here at the base of the mountain, and this big rock is in my way. But if I climb that mountain and I change my perspective, I'm on top of the mountain. I can see as far as my eyes can see. I can see for miles and miles and miles, and that's exactly what Zacchaeus did. He changed his perspective and 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 this is what i I put in my notes sometimes we need to distance ourselves from the crowd instead of running with it think about that the crowd was in the way of zacchaeus they were not going to let him get to jesus he couldn't see jesus because the crowd but he changed his perspective he ran down the road and he climbed that uh, sycamore tree and he was able to see Jesus because he changed his perspective he was above the crowd and he could see over the crowd and as they passed by he could see Jesus so sometimes we need to distance ourselves from the crowd instead of running with the crowd we don't need to listen to doubters and the naysayers they're saying you're too short you're a tax collector you're a hated man Jesus won't have anything to do with you don't waste your time that's what the enemy screams. That's what the world screams about us. They, they put us down. They discourage us. They don't want us getting to Jesus. They don't want us focusing on God and his will. And so they try to do anything that they can to discourage us. But don't listen. If we listen to the doubters and the naysayers, we would never, ever leave our house. I mean, there's people like that in the world. They're so scared of what's outside their doors, they never leave their house. And it's so convenient now, we can order stuff online and have it delivered to our house so we don't even have to leave our house unless we have to go to work. But Zacchaeus would have missed the opportunity uh, not only to see Jesus, but for Jesus to actually go to his house and eat a meal with him. And, 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 And the theme of this podcast, the Grinded Podcast, is never give up. Never give up. And we see that in this story of Zacchaeus, he could have been discouraged. He could have said, man, I'm not going to get to see Jesus. I can't get through that crowd. But he didn't. He planned. And he carried out those plans. And he ran as fast as he could. And he climbed that tree. He, and he, he worked on his plan. And, he, and, and, and because he did, he got to see Jesus. And then in uh, verses 4 through 7, it says, So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree. It was beside the road for Jesus was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came by... Jesus looks up at Zacchaeus and he called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly came down, uh, climbed down the tree and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. I bet, he, I bet he was full of excitement and joy. I mean, can you imagine getting to have Jesus in your house? I mean, that would have been so awesome. And I'm saying Jesus' physical body when he was walking on this earth. Um, but... 
but verse 7 says, But the people were displeased, saying, He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner. Question, how did Jesus know Zacchaeus' name? He's never seen Zacchaeus before. He's never met uh, Zacchaeus before. Zacchaeus has never seen Jesus before. He's never met Jesus, Jesus before. How did Jesus know his name? Well, here's the deal. Jesus knows, or God knows everything about us because Jesus is God. He was God in the flesh. He, he knew what people were thinking. Many times we would see him with the Pharisees or somebody would think a thought. A Pharisee would think a, a thought. But like when he was at Simon's house and he said, Simon said in his mind, if he knew what type of woman this was, he wouldn't let her wash his feet. This woman's a sinner. And, and Jesus knew what Simon was thinking and he called him out in front of everybody uh, verbally. The, the, God knows everything about us. He he. he no, he, he knows what you and I have done. He knows what we're going to do in the future before we ever even do it. He knows what we're going to speak before it ever even becomes a word or a thought in our mind and on the tip of our tongue before it ever comes out of our mouth. Nothing that we have done or will do catches God by surprise. And he says, if you follow me, you'll be forgiven. And, and that's why Jesus knew who Zacchaeus was. And can you imagine the shock that was on Zacchaeus' face when, when Jesus looks up at that tree and says, Hey, Zacchaeus, come on down. I'm coming to your house today, bud. You know my name. Woo! And he scampered down that tree as fast as he could, and he takes Jesus to him to his house. And, and, and Luke says, Excitement and great joy was in Zacchaeus. I could not imagine getting to see Jesus but not only getting to see Jesus, but him calling my name and 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 then saying, "Hey, I'm I didn't even get to do the invite. He, he invited himself to my house, and and Jesus is coming to eat a meal at my house. Man, that would be so so awesome. But look who's not happy in this scenario. It's the naysayers. It's the doubters. It's the haters. It's the very crowd that tried to keep Zacchaeus from seeing. Jesus. They were appalled that Jesus was going to eat with Zacchaeus. They simply could not believe that he would do such a thing with this notorious sinner, this tax collector, because he's a hated man. Why would the Son of God, the Son of Man, why would the Messiah have anything to do with this tax collector? And it tells me that this crowd, the people that made up the crowd, they were seeking Jesus for different reasons. They were, they they had so selfish motives. Um, they were they were greedy. Uh, but why would I be surprised? Because we see this all throughout Jesus's ministry. People came to Jesus all the time out of greed. They had a need, meet my need, and Jesus would meet their need, and and they would be gone, just like the ten lepers when Jesus. Tell them to go show themselves to the priest. And 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 the, there were ten lepers who uh, started to walk to, to see the priest, and they were healed. And only one out of the ten came back to say thank you to Jesus. And he even said, "Hey, where's the others? When, did I heal ten? And and then the one said, "Hey, I come back to say thank you." So this crowd that 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 they're, they're full of selfish motives. Uh, they're, they're murmuring, they're complaining. I can't believe Jesus 
would would even go to this guy's house. I can't even believe he's having a conversation with this tax collector named Zacchaeus. And the word for displeased or murmured in the Greek is, and I'm going to butcher this word, but it's diagongizo. And it's always used of many indignant, uh, indignantly complaining, or uh, this, these people or this crowd's com- indignantly complaining or irately or furiously complaining. I mean, these people were so angry. They, they are PO'd to the bone that Jesus was going to eat at, at, at Zacchaeus' house. And, and look how quickly this crowd turns on Jesus. They were following Jesus all through Jericho. They're, they're, they're all excited about seeing Jesus. They're not letting Zacchaeus get in to, in to see Jesus. But the minute Jesus takes a, a, a few minutes to look up in a tree and have a conversation with this tax collector and says, hey, I'm going to your house today. Boom, that crowd instantly turns on Jesus and starts dogging Jesus. I can't believe he's doing this. I can't believe he's even hanging out with this hated tax collector. So don't be surprised then that when you follow Jesus, your friends turn on you because this is exactly what happens. These people didn't understand Jesus. And you know what? People, When you follow Jesus and you start living for Jesus, people are not going to understand you. They, they don't get it. They don't understand why. But my encouragement to you is to keep going with the plan. Why? Because look how it turned out for Zacchaeus. He got to see Jesus. He got to have a conversation with Jesus. Jesus comes to his house to hang out. He ate a meal with Jesus. And if we stick with Jesus, as hard as things seem to be for us at, at the present time, hey, like the, the like the Beatles says, we can work it out. It's going to work out. And then and then we see in verse eight nine that it, it worked out, and re, repentance came to Zacchaeus. Salvation came to Zacchaeus. Listen, in verse eight nine it says, "Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord.'" And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. And Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save those who are lost. The reason Zacchaeus was so hated was because he was a Jew who had become a traitor because he is now working for the enemy, the Romans. And he is he is a tax collector. You know, I remember uh, and tax collectors cheated the people. That's how he got his riches, more than likely. And and, and another tax collector that was in, in the fold of Jesus, and, and one of his hand-picked 12 disciples was Matthew, who actually wrote a gospel, the gospel of Matthew. He was a tax collector. He was hated. But that's who, that's who Jesus came to save, was those who knew that they were sinners and and needed salvation, like these tax collectors. Imagine the story of Zacchaeus that he had to tell his friends and his kids and his grandkids about Jesus coming to his house and how he repented of his wrongdoing, how that he made things right by giving back the money and more than what he, he had to give back. And from that point on, he started following Jesus. And, and, and it made me think that, you know, what's your story? Because we all, if we've come to Jesus and, and, and we've been saved by the 
uh, by the blood of Jesus and been washed by the blood of Jesus and been saved by the grace and mercy of God, then we have a story of, of what we used to be like and what God has brought us out from because he transforms us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And when we were living in this kingdom of darkness, we were notorious sinners, if you will, is what Luke uses in the New Living Translation. And we have been transformed into the kingdom of his light. And, and, and we are a new creation in Christ. So we all have a story. And see, that's all God asks us to do is to share our story. We don't have to be big Bible scholars. We don't have to go get a, a Bible degree. We don't, we don't have to have letters behind our names. We don't have to be on a pulpit. Uh, we, don't, we, don't, we don't have to be a teacher. We don't have to have this, all this status in a, a church setting. All we have to do and all God wants us to do is share our story of how he saved our souls and what he has brought us out of. And we give people the opportunity to have us the same hope, the same uh, salvation that we have in Christ Jesus. We share what God has done in our lives and what he's brought us out of and we give people the gospel message, how Jesus died, buried, and was resurrected on the third day, and we offer them the same hope that we have in Christ Jesus. <clears throat> and, and, and that's all God asks us to do, share our story and how he has changed our life and give people the same opportunity to be saved. Um, the Bible says... <clears throat> In 1 John 4.15, Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him, and he in God. Revelation 22.17 says, The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. Let anyone who hears this say, Come. Let anyone who is thirsty come. Let anyone who desires drink freely of the water of life. Zacchaeus was in the presence of Jesus for just a matter of, of hours maybe one hour maybe for two hours we don't know how long that jesus uh, hung out at zacchaeus's house but you know what it changed his life forever why because zacchaeus he he had that desire to want to inspect like you inspect fruit he wanted to inspect jesus he had a desire to know jesus and, and, and I hope and pray that that is your desire, that you want to know Jesus, really, really, really know Jesus. And, and the only way to do that is to draw near to him, and he will draw near to you. To be in his word, reading his word. The, the, the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John tell all about Jesus. And, and if you've never read the Bible before, I suggest you start in the book of John. John is easy to read. Get you a version like the New Living Translation. I don't really like the NIV, but it's easy to read. Uh, new, new, uh, new King James, New American Standard. Uh, but start in the book of John, and you can read all about Jesus. And you can get to really, I mean really know. Not just know about Jesus, but you, as you read, ask God to reveal himself to you. Ask, ask the Holy Spirit to, to, just to, to make Jesus real to you. And as you read... The book of John or Matthew uh, or, or, or Mark, Luke, the four Gospels, because that's the four who talk about Jesus and who he is. I promise you, you will get to know 
Jesus in a more intimate way. And, and, and when you get to know Jesus, the more you want to be like Jesus. And so my prayer is that, that, that as you learn about Jesus and you read about Jesus and you get to know Jesus, that you will give your life to him, that you be baptized for the remission of your sins and be filled with the Holy Spirit and walk with him on a daily basis. And if you already know Jesus, I hope and pray that you are in the word and that you are getting to really know Jesus in a more intimate way on a daily basis. And if I can help you in any kind of way to point you to Jesus, to help you with any questions that you might have about Jesus or about the Bible, uh, please email me at thegrounditpodcast at gmail.com and I will promptly uh, return your email. Again, I just want to say thank you for listening today and and I pray that you would uh, share this podcast with people that you know who do not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. God bless you and keep grinding. Thank you for listening to the Grinded Podcast today. May God bless you. If you have any comments or questions, you can email them to us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like Randy to come and speak at your church or your next event, you can contact him through that same email address. Also, I would like to thank Jody Foster's Army, also known as JFA, for their song, Abba, as we use for our intro and our outro off their untitled 1984 album. May God bless you, and remember, keep your eyes on Jesus and keep grinding.